things. But one of the main things that God has been really doing in my heart is digging deep and asking me, like, this question of what is my motivation? Why do you do what you do? So opening up, I want to start with a video that really sort of gets to the heart of this question of what is your motivation? Sound? is called how do I know and a lot of times when people hear the phrase how do I know the next thing they say is what how do I know what but the key really isn't to know what the key is to know why because when you know your why you have options on what your what can be for instance my why is to inspire people to walk in purpose my what is stand-up comedy my what is writing books my what can be going out with some friends to eat in fact, another what that has moved me towards my why is uh, a web series that we have out now called Break Time. So every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, you should subscribe to the, to the channel. Uh, we do a series called Break Time on YouTube. So 3 o'clock, we drop a new episode. One episode in particular I'm about to show you a clip to. We were in, uh, we were in Winston-Salem. So Break Time, this is how it works. I travel the country. I do stand-up comedy probably an hour, hour and a half at an event. And in the middle of my show, I'll just sit down and start talking to the audience. And funny just happens. Or I'll meet somebody who's really interesting. So I met this one guy, and he said that he teaches music at a school. I was like, all right, you teach music, you know, um, can you sing? And then uh, I'm just going to show you the clip. Check it. So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right, so... Um, let me get a couple. Let me get a couple bars of like uh, "Amazing Grace." Can you do the first part of that? Go ahead. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wow, that rock could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Once you give me the version, it's if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick, if you know the version I'm talking about. Just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. So here's the thing. The first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time I asked him to sing, he knew why he was doing it. When you know your why, 
you're what has more impact because you're walking in or toward your purpose. So this is a really good video that sort of communicates, you know, what does it look like to have a genuine motivation? The first time that guy was singing, he was just kind of doing the things that he was asked to do just because he was asked to do it. And the second time, he was in touch with a, a deeper motivation. He, was, he knew why. There was a story behind it and a deeper conviction that allowed him to sing in this way and, and live in this way with a passion and love. And so this is a real theme that I've really noticed in me doing ministry for the f- past four years is that um, I've been involved with so many things, but if I'm not in touch with a real genuine why, it can be so easy to just do things because it's what you do. And this is really, I feel like how I started out is the the real young excitement of, you know, is there, there's this grand call to missions and I've got to go out and do all these, these Christian things and like be go be the hero and stuff. But it was kind of like I had this view of God that he was kind of far out there. Um, I had this view that like in a weird, subtle way that because I was a missionary, I was more pleasing to him. But what he's really been doing is just like breaking that down, uh, which is really cool. And um, so this is what it's really boiled down to me now um, is that I just want to be really genuine that out of a real connection and intimacy and knowing the love of God, the love of the Father, being in that abiding place, that that would just be a natural overflow. Instead of feeling this, you know, I gotta, gotta go do the, the missionary thing. You know, I gotta do a checklist. You know, I gotta have this many raised hands for salvations and stuff just to sort of complete tasks. But I think God's just been really showing me, like, what does it look like to genuinely have your heart in this and to, like, really love people? Because it it doesn't start by trying. It starts by allowing God to really change your heart and just draw you near and for him to reveal himself as a father who, you know, there's a place for you in his house, as that song that uh, Dennis was singing says. And that's such a key place to start. You know, as Jesus says in John 15, 4, um, remain in me and I will remain in you. And a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And so it can really be a temptation to feel some sort of obligation to do things for the sake of doing things. But yeah, when I've taken a step back and allowed this to be my source, it's it's so much of a difference that I'm actually able to love people authentically and not out of out of duty. And um, yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Um, so what I've I've really noticed um, in myself a tendency, and in people around me, sometimes if we 
lose we lose focus of of staying in this place of relationship and intimacy with God and and abiding and and drawing our our source of our life from him and his love we can we can like i said move into this motivation of obligation and performance and we forget that god loves us and like made us with a purpose um yeah, you can start to do ministry out of feelings of inadequacy, pressure to perform and maintain an image, you know. Here I am. I'm Blair the missionary. You know, I got to sort of present myself in a certain way, but it's like, it's really cool how God sort of changed that in me. It's like, now he, he made me Blair, and he can, like, he, there's a place for me. He accepts me, and... Um, that's the most authentic way that he's going to actually use me. <coughs> so that's that's just the real opposite um, to the other tendency is, you know, just, just working and working and working and, and just tirelessly completing tasks and going out and doing, you know, you got you to gotta go share this many gospel messages just to sort of because it's a command, you know, but I've really come to a real place of rest, which is pretty awesome um, in, in starting with that acceptance. So you can, you can really hear commands like this in, in different ways. Like when you see Jesus commanding us in the Bible to go and make disciples of all nations, if, if you're hearing it through this sort of religious obligation mindset, then it can it leads to that place of of duty and performance and burnout. But if you hear it with a deeper understanding of God accepts me, of you form me <coughs> my innermost being, shape my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and you wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed me, every bone in my body. When you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something, you saw who you created me to be before I came, became me. Before I'd seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires for me are <coughs> for me are more than the grains of sand on the seashore. Um, so this has been is really this understanding has really affected my way that I'm I'm beginning to approach ministry. Um, I think I, I went into missions with this understanding that you know missions is has to look like you know going and, and building an orphanage and and you have to be fit into this certain box of what does it look like to be a missionary you know because that's sort of traditionally what it's been but it's coming from this understanding that God made me with a purpose and He loves every part of me. And he has a plan for my life. Like, 
that's how he's going to use me to make an impact on this world. He is not some sort of far off taskmaster that master that's telling me to become this like shoehorned, narrow, in a box missionary. He's telling me, You're my son and I made you with a purpose. And in that place I begin to actually explore what God has given me and my abilities and my passions. And he's actually been speaking into that and just showing me how I can actually be used in in a way that impacts people, that in a way that does this, that out of my genuine experiencing of his love and letting that speak to me being a son, me being accepted and totally secure, I'm able to actually love people in a real genuine overflow and a selfless way because it's coming from a place of security and not a place of striving. And so what that really has done has allowed me to actually take a step back and be like, okay, God, what does it actually look like for me to do ministry? And so I've actually in the last year or so been able to start to explore that a bit. And um, I've always had sort of a interest in in photography and in video and such and in just the creative arts and the power that it has to um, be an influence and to move people and be a call to action and to speak to people's lives and their hearts. And I've actually been able in the last year been given the opportunity to start to do some of that stuff. And um, that's really, a lot of that is how God has been really speaking this this identity over me of like how he purposely made me and so what I I might end up doing a lot of things in missions um, but what it boils down to is this is that I know God I know that he he sees me and knows me and I'm secure in that place and that just creates a natural desire and, uh, and joy and excitement for other people to know that. So I figured um, it's probably best for you to see what I've been doing. I actually got to sat, sit down a few weeks ago with um, uh, my friend Scott in our um, office where we've been making um, videos for the last year. Um, it's been amazing the sort of influence and impact we've been able to have I've been places like Papua New Guinea and been able to advocate for the the healthcare needs and the poverty there and to sort of um, highlight those issues and yeah God's really shown me how He can use me in the area of media so here's a bit of a um, summary of what the last year in 2018 looked like. Hey, what's up? I'm Blair and I'm Scott. Welcome to the creative department at YOM Newcastle, where all the films and videos are produced. Last year, 2018, was a pretty significant year for us. I started working here in the creative office in January, and Scott gave me the task of finding a story uh, so I could direct my own short film. Um, one of our staff, she had a really powerful story about how she started writing and playing music um, after the death of her father. So we were able to um, produce this really beautiful, emotive short film. 
that uh, went pretty far online and we got a lot of feedbacks and really touched a lot of people's lives. That was pretty cool to be my first project. It was really encouraging to really just launch me into this filmmaking thing. <laughs> Your chair is so squeaky. So Need some WD-40. And then after that, we went to PNG, Papua New Guinea, and we filmed our medical ship going to some of the most remote islands in Papua New Guinea. We came back and with enormous amount of footage and interviews and stories, Blair did an amazing job with piecing the story together. We featured some of the government officials from Papua New Guinea in the documentary that I created and someone in our office went back to Papua New Guinea and showed the documentary to those people. It brought them to tears actually because it, mm. it felt like someone had seen them and it was like someone was advocating and fighting for them because they're really in need of rescue with the healthcare system and there's a lot of poverty there so it felt like we were able to highlight that and expose that to people that wouldn't necessarily know that otherwise. We were able to show the documentary at the fundraiser and it was really well received. That was in August last year. Oh, oh <laughs> The music maker, Joso himself. Look who it is. Joso makes music and he is amazing and a very vital part of our team. And it. See you, man. Yeah, I'm glad you came in. That was great. And then after August, Blair and I, along with um, three other staff members, created this mini film school called Filmmaking and the Taste Buds. It was great just being able to cement a lot of things that I would learned last year. And it was really cool to be able to pass that on to other people. We had industry professionals from all around Australia come and share their knowledge and experience and also love to filmmaking and they set the students up to know what does it take to create a short film from script to screen and in the end we ended up with some really cool short films being produced people are now really passionate about getting out there and producing stuff one of the guys who is on the school is passionate about doing um, documentary films for native communities in Canada and to highlight those issues there and to really want to be a voice for change. So just before we kicked off the film school, there was a, f a film festival happening in Newcastle. And so one of my close friends called Adam, he loves to run and he's a really interesting character. And so what we did was highlight Adam, then we put it together into a three minute short film. And so Joso wrote the music. It was a lot of fun making music with pencils and running and breathing. Blair did the color grading and I directed and shot. And so we were really stoked because the festival really liked it. And um, we were able to show it on the big screen and get an award. That was a first for us. And I look forward to highlighting uh, more and more stories like that in the future. So yeah, that's what we're really hoping to see for 2019 is just off of that momentum, mm. just to be able to unlock stories, go on some cool adventures and just document it along the way. And hopefully we'll see some inspiring stories that we get to share with the world. We've learnt a lot in 2018 and we, like Blair said, hope to build up on top of that and continue the momentum. And, and um, yeah, we're quite excited. Good. I think that's it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's this is really still unfolding and formulating in me, but it's it's really cool to see already in the last year how God has been able to use me as an influence through through media as a as a call to action, as as a way to inspire people and um, draw them closer to God and point them to Jesus. Um, 
so I really, like I said, I really look forward to seeing what that looks like ongoingly. And um, yeah, I just encourage you to ask yourself, you know, how did God make you? You know, like just sit with God and reflect on, you know, what desires did he give you? What abilities, what passions has he given you? Because uh, he didn't make a mistake when he made you. He knew what he was doing. And when you see those commands of go and make disciples, you know, do all these crazy radical things, just with this deeper understanding that you are loved and you are made with a purpose, you were created specifically in the way that you are, and God will use that in a, a natural, natural kind of way, not a way that you have to pretend to be something else. And so, yeah, what is your contribution? What way can you contribute to the kingdom of God? God knows because he made you. And so allow yourself to let God speak to who you are and just affirm you and who you are and just let love and let your ministries just flow from that. And this doesn't just apply to you going out and doing this stuff all over the world. This applies anywhere, anytime, because we're followers of Jesus and he's we're missional wherever we are. So um, I guess I'd really like to just make this a bit interactive. Um, if anyone has any questions for a young person who's been doing this missionary thing for a, a few years now, I'd like to give you the opportunity because you guys have probably over the last few years sat and watched my videos and maybe had questions. Um, but yeah, if anyone would like to ask me any questions, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, that's my plan so far. Um, yeah, so right now it's really cool that I have this opportunity to continue to work in the creative office and, and develop my skills in filmmaking. And it's sort of like a really good um, formational place. And I feel like my passion and my vision is sort of beginning to build um, for, for media and for filmmaking. And so, um, yeah, that's my plan for now, just to continue there. And who knows where that will m may take me in the future, but I think no matter what I do, is it's going to be that with that mission in mind um, to inspire people and point people to God through through media. But yeah, why I'm for now. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have started to do this increasingly, like, well. Uh, just knowing that y you're thinking about me and praying for me. Um, I've received some notes uh, in the last few months that are just, you know, it's pretty reassuring that people are, are backing me. And, you know, sometimes when you're out there, I can feel like, you know, you're on your own. But, yeah, just send me messages. Send me um you know, let me know that you're praying for me or anything you feel that God's saying to you for me. That'd be really encouraging. Yeah, Pat. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Bathroom stories. Hmm. Yeah, well. 
this, I have one from last year. Um, this didn't even happen in a third world country. <laughs> 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 so, um, in, in June, I um, was on the medical ship there in Papua New Guinea. And um, we actually sailed all the way back to Australia uh, for over five days. And um, we arrived back in northern Queensland, Australia. And, uh, you know, I got off and was really stoked to go get a big old burger, you know, back on land. And uh, something with the burger didn't sit right. And uh, we're staying at this marina with a bunch of, like, rich people with their multi-million dollar yachts. And uh, you need a key fob to get into any of the bathrooms. And um, there was only a limited number of those. Um, so um, I'm sitting at my uh, computer editing a video of our, our sailing experience. And um, all of a sudden, I feel a little bit of rumbling. And if there's one thing I've learned in this life as a missionary, you never trust a fart. I trusted a fart. <laughs> so this um, this chair I'm sitting on got a little bit of a soaking, um, and it was a fabric chair. It wasn't it wasn't hard plastic. Um, so here I am with a little bit of a um, bearing a little bit of a burden in my my shorts. Um, so I'm like, oh no, what do I do? Can't just sit here. But I don't want people to know. So like. I run out, I'm like, oh, crap. Literally, I know. Um, I can't get into the bathrooms. I don't have a key fob. And so <laughs> but some, like, rich dude, like, pops out of the bathroom. They're like, dude, can I get in? I, I didn't want to explain it, but I, <laughs> I got in the bathroom. Miraculously, there was shower gel someone had left behind. I was able to clean myself up. It was great. But then... I forgot about the fact that there was still a little bit of a stain soaking on the chair. And um, the next day I went by and there was a old ladies social club playing. Uh, I think they were like knitting or something. They're sitting around in these chairs. And I said to one of my friends, well, <laughs> one of those ladies was quite unlucky because she got the poop chair. So there we go. <laughs> I left my mark in Townsville. Yeah, it's essentially um, helps with the, the partnership between YWAM and and the government that it's like we're able to um, you know fundraise from that and and get resources and um, so basically our our thing is just raise awareness so we can um, basically go and assist them. Basically, we um, we showed it our fundraiser like um, in Newcastle we had a fundraiser in August where we we had like the mayor and a bunch of members of parliament there and a bunch of really influential business people and we got to share all about our, our ships ministry and get people to donate and, and pledge and get involved um, in being part of the just 
with PNG in their development. Um, so that that audience, and then we posted online, and um, I think with that, the knowledge that that's happening, that we're advocating for them and, and showing that to people of influence in places like Australia, when we brought it back to PNG and showed it to those government officials, I think that really was what really touched them was that you know there's there's hope that we're actually like gathering the troops to actually come and support them yeah oh yeah so um it was this local newcastle film festival called the real F um, film festival there was a, a category for films called uh, why newcastle um so scott decided to make this film about the that guy adam and um because he just loves Newcastle. Like, he'll just, like, rave about it. If you guys want to see the short film, I can uh, send out the, the link if you like. But it was really cool. Um, and it en ended up actually um, winning the award for that category. And uh, won, like, several thousand dollars worth of gear and film stuff. So, which is a real big boost for us this next year. We're hoping to buy a camera with that. And, uh, yeah, it was also, like, really cool being able to sort of rub shoulders with people in that world, like meeting the cinematographer for Narnia and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, oh, cool. God can really use me in this, this sphere of society, too, of, like, being an influence in the film world. Like, I get to interact with these people. So that's pretty awesome. Queries, questions, comments? Bob? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, YWAM's like 100% volunteer. Um, that's how it works. So, um, basically, I have to raise my own support base. So, um, I have a network of uh, individuals that give amounts that adds up to basically me being able to live and continue to do this thing. Um, so I'm about like halfway to my ideal goal for what I need to be at to actually be able to put money away to go on trips like this. Say on short notice I have a call to go to like China or something. You know, I can actually do that. And so if you guys are interested in like helping put more fuel under what I do and helping me be able to do what I do um, increasingly. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about that and how you can partner with me financially. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Um, well, across YWAM, there's a, um, a big initiative that we have to have the Bible translated into every heart language. Um, so, and to have the Bible distributed to every people group on earth, essentially. And so, the next big push in this, this year of 2019 is to go and flood Mongolia with the Word of God. So, um, I'm planning roughly on going to Mongolia in probably July and uh, getting on that sort of initiative. And I hope to bring my camera and to be able to share stories about 
what happens there. So that's a bit loose at the moment, but uh, working on it might happen. Yeah, so anyway, I um, really want to thank you guys for the support that you really have given me. Um, you know, I think even as, as I was talking about before, I felt like it's sort of an uh, maybe a bit on my own and, and like this pressure to maintain, maintain an image and as the missionary and that sort of thing. But it's like every time I've come back here or I talk to you guys, it's been like, Blair, we love you. Like, it's okay. Like, chill. Like, there's not all this expectation on you. And it's really cool to feel like I'm really um, championed and empowered and, and sent out um, from you guys. So, thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Please join me and we'll pray for uh, Blair together. God, this is so encouraging goes right to the heart of the gospel to receive your forgiveness and new life and your love and to live life from that center from that place God that is a message that I'm sure pierces everyone's heart here that we don't want to fall into the trap of thinking it's through our religious performance that we're accepted by you and, and to live from a place of performance no matter how well intended God we want to live from a place of intimacy with you and I thank you that those are the lessons that you have been steadily teaching and reinforcing in Blair's life. We pray for just an amazing blessing over his ministry, God, that, God, there would be people who would stand with him financially and um, you would increase his support so that <coughs> even if it's just a small thing in the back of his mind, some of that anxiety around making ends meet would be eliminated so that he could give himself fully for the work that you've called him to do. And would you just raise up people uh, who are uh, thinking about him and praying for him and touching base with him that uh, he would be out of sight, that he would not be out of our minds and out of our hearts? And would you just continue to allow him to flourish in through his gifting and his personality and his temperament and all the beautiful ways that you've made him, God? May you just prosper his ministry, God, and may he be an example to this next generation of living into who God has called him to be instead of um, trying to achieve a certain picture or a certain type of missionary or leader who impacts the world for you, God. May, they, uh, may this next generation teach all of us what it looks like to live out of our identity in Christ such that ministry flows in a way that is so much more genuine and authentic, God. Thank you for Blair's ministry and witness, and may we all be shaped by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. How, wait, how long are you in Canada for? Uh, till 18th of Feb. 18th of February. So I always say this with uh, our friends on homestay. Take him out for a coffee. Take him out for lunch. Connect with them. Uh, ask ways that you can support him big and small. Uh, take advantage of this time because it is a very, very small window, and I'm sure it gets filled up with a lot of people. So, sure. yeah, grab Blair after the service and say, I'm taking it for lunch or coffee. Okay, thanks, Blair. Great, Another thanks. round of applause.